but uh, tell me more about this, uh, this Christmas. Well, it's a wonderful time of the year. Everyone has lots of fun. You mean they get in fights? No, no, they have fun. Fights are fun. I like fights. And you give each other presents. And when you open them, they explode, right? No, they're nice gifts. Nice? Doesn't sound like much fun to me. Talking Records Podcast. Talking Records Podcast. Talking Records Podcast. We talk about our favorite records. Talking Records Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Thank you all for listening. You showed up to the right place. Jen and his friends dive deep and analyze the records we have grown to love. We'll tell you how we found the band. Then give you a track by track. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a seat Today we'll look at another record in its entirety Happy Holidays everyone, welcome to Talking Records My name is Jed and I'm excited to present this bonus episode This is our second annual Christmas episode If you haven't heard last year's episode, go back and listen to episode number 13 Go ahead, it's a good one It's got my mom on it. If you heard it last year, give it another listen. Alright, y'all set? Let's get started. Last year I asked a bunch of friends and family about their favorite Christmas songs. There was a wide spread of stuff, ranging from traditional favorites, silly songs, and punked up favorites. This year I'm going to ask another group of guests to help me pick songs so that I can make a playlist for the Talking Records staff Christmas party. And by staff Christmas party, I mean Craig and I sitting around drinking eggnog and quoting Christmas Vacation. It's a funny, squeaky sound. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. Be sure to follow Talking Records on social media. We can be found on Instagram at Talking Records Podcast. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube. Give us a like or a follow, and we'll try to keep fresh content coming your way daily. You can also visit our website by going to TalkingRecordsPodcast.com. There you will find episodes, merch, and more. You can even drop us an email at TalkingRecords@outlook.com. These are all great ways for us to connect with you over all the great music we enjoy. We would love to get this podcast in front of even more music lovers, and you can help by providing us with a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts, as every review helps us reach more listeners. Thanks, everyone, and let's continue with the podcast. Talking Records is a podcast devoted to connecting with friends over records we love. Today, some friends and family and I will be talking about some of our favorite Christmas songs. This year, my picks are going to be more modern songs I really like, as last year, mine were a bit more traditional. One of the greatest things about the Christmas music market is that there is so much to choose from. Depending on your mood, you can choose old-fashioned songs by Bing Crosby, Eartha Kitt, and Nat King Cole, to put you in that, you know, more nostalgic mood. But, you know, since the grocery store will most likely be bombarding you with these, you may opt for alternatives. Those are going to be my picks this year. One of my favorite takes on an old classic is Bayside's version of Angels We Have Heard on High. And the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strings. Glory. 
Just before the release of their Killing Time album in 2011, the band released this song for free download if you signed up for their newsletter. It's a Christmas carol set to the hymn tune of Gloria, a traditional religious French song about the birth of Jesus. That's not why I like it. To be honest, I never cared much for this song until I heard Bayside's version. Ditching the choir approach, it's just singer Anthony Ranieri's signature vocal over the powerhouse delivery of Bayside's punked-up power-pop sound. It's actually a super catchy song when it's sped up a bit, and you're not being assaulted with seven different layers of operatic singing. The highlight is hearing Ranieri tackle the descending line of Gloria as the band are pounding it out behind him. A definite staple of my holiday playlist. All right, who do we have around here? Who's that underneath the mistletoe? Oh, hey, Wayne, what's up, man? Hey, Mr. Jed. How you doing? How's it going? Funny bumping into you here. Great to be back for the for the holidays. So, Wayne, I want to know, what is a, a Christmas song that gets you really fired up? Uh, so, I, you know, there there are a few, but uh, but I think the, 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 the one that really, like, hits me the most is, is like, you know, uh, gets me jazzed for the holidays is this uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, um, which pretty much has amazing Christmas songs throughout all of their albums. Um, but the one in particular is the Carol of the Bells. definitely like their the quintessential i guess song that you'd hear them play on the radio and stuff like that uh it's all instrumental and it's just so epic just so freaking epic it's like a, it's a, it's a whole journey of a song i think it's like you know it's less than four minutes uh, mm-hmm. of a song but man it is like i mean and it is like four songs in one i think uh or something like that i think it's a, a mashup of a, of a few popular christmas songs yeah but, it's like four parts yeah, so it starts off, you know, slow, or I think it goes, you know, back and forth to like quiet parts, um, mm-hmm. to like big medley orchestra parts. Uh, but by the end, oh my god, it's just it's just like a a deluge of metal and orchestra. And I think there's like I don't know six or seven or eight guitar tracks simultaneously at the end. It's just like such an epic climax to the song. And it, and it's done in a way so that it's like each each verse gets like bigger and bigger, and it's like where where yeah. else are they gonna take this? And it's like oh, ten guitars all doing some sort of solo simultaneously, but it still works really well. But I mean, it's like it's it's the most epic Christmas song I think I can I can I could ever think of. <laughs> it's definitely epic. There's like full orchestration. There's like synthesizers, guitars. I mean, the song is just absolutely over the top oh my god i i make so many christmas cookies that amps up the uh, productivity <laughs> like crazy frost the hell out of this gingerbread man <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i've actually had the the pleasure of seeing this version live m- more than once actually uh to to be a, a total honest geek about it i uh i, I went there twice i think they played uh somewhere in worcester and i think somewhere in connecticut i think i've uh seen them in two different states even I'm like a groupie but oh my god it was like every metal hit it's like the 
quintessential wet dream for a metalhead, <laughs> and and how you'd imagine every, any any anything that you can think of that would be out uh, over the top for a live performance, they do simultaneously yeah. for the song. Well, so they're lasers, well, fire, literally snow coming from the ceiling, <laughs> fog that they're blowing in. Dudes are up like 40, 50 feet up on some sort of like harness strap lift thing while they're playing these freaking monster riffs and melting your face off. And they are like literally upside down spinning around. And it's just like, there's so much going on. It's like, it's like every metalhead's wet dream to like see this stuff going on. <laughs> and you're just like paralyzed in your seat. Like, Oh, wow. Look at all this stuff. Those look at <laughs> it's like, and there's, it, it is, it's like an all encompassing type of type of thing. You feel all the flame and heat from all the pyrotechnics and you wow. <laughs> see all this snow falling on you and these dudes spinning around above you. It's crazy. It is crazy, but it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I might be back again for a third time. <laughs> You gotta take me with you. Yes, yes. Well, it's a date. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were able to pull this off because the the songs they used. I guess uh, the song is made up of like Carol of the Bells, like you mentioned, and God yeah. Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, um, which apparently were in the public do- domain, so they they didn't have to really uh, submit to copyright or anything. I guess like the lyrics to the songs maybe, but since they were doing an instrumental, <laughs> it didn't really matter. So oh, snap. That's clever. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. I never, I never put that together. That's a, that's an interesting little tidbit. I wonder if, uh, uh, I guess that probably was kind of on purpose. Yeah. They're, you know, they're probably making some pretty good money on it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. And I, when I make some Christmas cookies later, I'll be sure to throw this track on oh yeah you should you definitely should (laughs) awesome so laura i am putting together a playlist for the talking records virtual holiday party and i want to know what would be a good song for me to throw on my, my playlist this year Okay, so I have chosen for my favourite Christmas song, um, Christmas is Awesome by the English band Rubin. Unfortunately, they're not a band anymore. It's, it hasn't kind of got a lot of the uh, classic kind of Christmas kind of vibe to it that a lot of the kind of Christmas classics have. Um, and I do, I do love yeah. all the old, like the cl- uh, Christmas classic songs. Um, yeah, oh, but what I love about this one is like, it kind of starts off, they have like, you know, you have like Christmas kind of sounding bells in some songs. It, it starts off with yeah. that, but then that's kind of like blown away by Jamie Lenman's guitar play. And it's so heavy. You just, you just forget <laughs> that they're there. Um, and it just kind of goes on from there. So it, it's basically, they're talking about their Christmas day. So they go through um, what they get for a Christmas present, what they have for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have, yeah, they have like carol singers come to the door and you've got this little like choir moment, but it's kind of like in a minor key. And then you've got like Jamie Lenman shouting over it as well. So it's kind of like a really weird feeling. Um, it's like nice. kind of punk rock, uh, quite heavy. Um, 
Yeah. But it's it was they did try to get it to Christmas number one in the UK, but apparently there was some sort of administration fuck up when they entered the song into the charts or whatever, um, which sadly yeah. meant that it was disqualified um, from the oh, race. No. Yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> but I, I just find this one, even though it doesn't sound like you know, a classic Christmas song that you would hear at this time of year, it does mm-hmm. encompass everything that I feel about Christmas. I do think Christmas is awesome. Yeah um it is one of my favorite days you know it's the one time of year where it's like not really frowned upon to start drinking at 10 in the morning <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah um and it is a funny song as well like jamie lyman's a really good songwriter so it's even after ruben split it was good to know that he kind of carried on doing his music so it's definitely one i would say to check out and yeah it's, it's a lot of fun it's funny and it's only two minutes long so it's short uh sharp and oh, yeah perfect. really really quick and it kind of descends into like a total like madness rock out kind of thing towards the end like i think christmas days can do especially if you do start drinking at 10 uh oh yeah i was just gonna say yeah, yeah. so um yeah that's so that's my one well i haven't heard that one so i appreciate you bringing that onto my radar and you know as much as i love traditional christmas music i also love like new fresh original christmas tunes that bands put out mm-hmm. you know i think there's so much Christmas music out there. It's great to have different vibes, you know, different different playlists. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, I've got like a massive Christmas playlist. I do love Christmas songs. Um, and there are there, like this was the original, like the um, first one I thought of when you you asked uh, me to be on here. Um, this is one that first came to yeah. mind, and it is it does tend to be the one. Well, yeah, it, it yeah. is the one that I tend to say to people. This is my favorite Christmas song. Well, I appreciate it. All right, Lara. No thank worries. You. Thanks for asking. Another song I absolutely have to listen to each year is the Pogues' Fairy Tale of New York. I can only take so many songs about bells jingling. Sometimes I prefer the sense of beer glasses clinking, and that's why this one provides a different look at the holiday. Written by the band as a duet, lead vocalist Shane McGowan takes the male part, and British singer-songwriter Christy McCall takes the female part. According to McGowan, the song, written as far back as 1985, was the result of a light-hearted wager between the band and their producer at the time, Elvis Costello. He challenged the band to write a Christmas song and make it a hit. The result was the merging of two songs written by banjo player Jem Finer and originally featured bassist Kate O'Reardon taking the female part. According to McGowan in Melody Maker magazine, the song itself is quite depressing in the end. It's about these old Irish-American Broadway stars who are sitting around at Christmas talking about whether things are going okay. Even the song title itself was tailored to be a hit. Many attempts were made to record it, and Costello wanted to call it Christmas Eve in the Drunk Tank. But the band balked, insisting a song like that would never get radio play. When O'Reardon and Costello ran off together, the band lost its producer and its bassist. And then there was a bunch of trouble with Stiff Records, but let's not get into that. Two years and a new producer later, Steve Lillywhite helped the band get the song out in time for Christmas of 87. He even suggested his wife, Christy McCall, sing on it. The song was released and went all the way to number two. And, not without controversy, 
the BBC requested that the word arse be replaced with the less offending ass, and other choice words in the second verse be censored. Who doesn't love a little controversy on Christmas? And the boys of the NYPD choir were singing Galway Bay, and the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. Hey, Chris Grau, what's up, man? I am in the middle of putting together a Christmas list for the Talking Records virtual holiday party. And I want to know, man, what, what's a good song? What's a, a Christmas song that gets you fired up? Uh, well, as the, a consummate supporter of my friends and their recent works, I have to give you We Are the Union's Working Retail for Christmas. A, it's great. B, if you haven't worked retail for Christmas, uh, <laughs> you'll still understand. And C, I, I made the video and, and you should go watch it. That's awesome. Yeah, working retail. And then like working in retail after Christmas is like a, a, like a hell designed for, <laughs> I don't know, like how anybody could make it through all that and still keep their sanity. Oh, and it's so wild, too, because I like I worked Best Buy for the holidays and oh. I, I stayed on. But like they hire everybody seasonally when they gear up for that. So then it's like January 4th and they're like, all right, and half of you are fired. So like <laughs> it's sort of like it's like we made it, guys. We did it. Cool. Half of you are being punished. The rest of us are left here in this wasteland <laughs> to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Great pick. Love the uh, original Christmas songs that are coming out. You know, I'm a big fan of the traditional stuff, but I love it when a band comes out with their own unique new Christmas song. To be fair, you may recognize the the melody from uh, I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas, but, you know, it's uh, still there. Nothing wrong with putting your own spin on it. Yeah. All right, I am here with two very special guests, my sons, Colin and Evan. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> All right, Colin. So, here we go. Once again, another year, another Christmas. What is your favorite Christmas song this year? Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Awesome. And why do you like that song? Because some versions of it are funny. There's a funny version of it? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And that's why you like it? Yep. It's a good song. All right, Evan, how about you? What is your favorite Christmas song this year? Jingle Bells. J-I-N-G-L-E Bells. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle All the Way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle Bells. And why do you like Jingle Bells? Because, like, 
there's like different versions and one has faults in it. <laughs> Are you thinking about Jingle Belts from last year? Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Rise guys. <laughs> bye bye. Bye-bye. 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 Let's listen to it. I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. So I've got Christian here from the fields. Christian, what is a Christmas song that gets you really fired up for the season? I mean, I love so many Christmas songs. Christmas is my time, Jed. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> but the, the the number one Christmas song for me, and I know it's ubiquitous, I know it's everywhere, but I don't care. It's All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. nice man (laughs) yeah so what is it about this song that gets you fired up so many things like for first of all first of all it's 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 timeless in a really deliberate way like it's got it's reminiscent of like the 20s it's got bits of the nutcracker and like an early jazz vibe which to me is the sound of christmas like jazz chords mixed with christmas lyrics like that is the ultimate christmas thing to me it's got the A-A-B-A structure, like the standards of the 40s and 50s. It's got boogie-woogie piano. It's got 60s rock and roll piano. It's got pop influence. It's got church bells and sleigh bells. It's got a Phil Spector wall of sound, similar to his own album, which Mariah was definitely influenced by, A Christmas Gift for You, which if you like Christmas, yes. Christmas music, I definitely um, implore anybody to check that out. Yeah, I've got that one right here. It's got Motown backup vocals, all capped off by literally maybe the best singer in pop music history. And like the only one I'd ever put up near her is like Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Etta James. But like, and it's got more to it than that, Jet. Like, like she had a really traumatic upbringing. And I know that she like loves Christmas and she was like trying to take a traumatic um, childhood and trying to like, you know, make it better by creating this perfect Christmas song and everything about it. Like the, the, the chord progression is brilliant. If you think about it, it's really the, the, it's the only modern, I mean, I know it's about 25 years old now, but it's the only modern song. That's a classic. You can't think of anything else that's been released. That's true. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it's a huge song. I mean, (laughs) People argue that it's overplayed. People argue that they, you know, they can't get away from it around Christmas time. But you're right. It's it's a song that has become very connected to Christmas now. It's very connected. And it's only tw- it's very connected yeah. to Christmas, and it's it, and as yeah. and as well written as it is, I don't want to hear anybody else sing it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I've heard, and I know you've probably heard too, plenty of covers. But they oh, never yeah. come close to Mariah Carey. They just do not come close. No. You know, if the opposite had happened and, you know, somebody lesser than Mariah Carey had originally released it and then numerous people had done their versions, it those would be fine to listen to. And then 
but when Mariah Carey is the first person to do it, because she, first of all, she wrote this song. And a lot of people don't know that she herself. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mariah Carey is one of the most underrated American songwriters of all time. Like she's written about 95% of her number one hits. Like she writes her own music and she is an absolutely brilliant songwriter. And a lot of people don't realize that. So that on top of everything else just makes it one of the most impressive, not just Christmas songs, but like songs period. And every year the song gets more popular and more popular. The streams get bigger and bigger like if you are sick of this song right now i just just (laughs) hold on because it's only gonna get worse for you but if you're somebody like me who loves it as much as i do like you're gonna be elated for the rest of your life yeah all right christian thanks for that pick and thanks for teaching me more about mariah carey i'm happy to jed thank you for having me man Hey, Christina, what's going on? Nothing. How's it going with you? It's going pretty well. I am in the process of making a holiday playlist. So I want to know what Christmas song gets you fired up for the season? Uh, I think the best one is um, Christmas Eve by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Nice. So why do you like that song? Uh, I played violin in school, and I always thought the electric violins in that song are just crazy, and I can't imagine keeping up like that much stamina and just that much energy through that whole song. Um, Craig and I actually went and saw them a few years ago as a Christmas present, an early Christmas present, and I just remember sitting there like, I really wish I could do this. But yeah, no, I don't have enough talent for that one. (laughs) I gave up violin a long time ago for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool the way they blend the strings and then like the guitars and (laughs) the light show. Yeah, it's it's a different take on Christmas. It's more like a rock and roll Christmas, which I love. Yeah. Well, you will be psyched to know that our mutual friend, Mr. Wayne Versace, also picked a trance. Siberian Orchestra song for this podcast. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that that fits with him. <laughs> We're going to have an awesome playlist this year. Christina, thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. I typically like most Christmas songs, but one Christmas song I can't stand is the 12 Days of Christmas. It's long and repetitive, and it's absolutely exhausting to go through the whole thing. It's like playing Monopoly. No one ever finishes it in a good mood. And when you think about it, it's basically a song about buying someone a shitload of birds. So if your idea of a Merry Christmas is harassing someone with terrible gifts, you may just be spending New Year's Eve alone. This song is the worst. That's why I like when bands like Goldfinger or Reliant K put their own spin on it. Reliant K, for their attempt, hit the gas pedal on the tempo and even throw in a verse about how terrible the gifts are. The band does a great job of layering vocals and trying to pump a little energy into it, throwing in falsetto sections and even a loud screamy breakdown. 
In the Goldfinger version, they change each verse to match a style of punk music. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me There's punk, ska, reggae, nods to pop punk, and even a screamy hardcore part. Last year, you heard us talk about Faye McKay's brilliant drunken version, but I think my favorite attempt at making this song presentable is The Twelve Pains of Christmas. Released in 1988 by comedian Bob Rivers and recorded about 40 miles from my house, this song would come on the radio every year at Christmas time when I was a kid. My brother and I loved it because it was sung like the 12 days of Christmas, but with undesired aspects of the holiday. From sending Christmas cards to the arrival of in-laws, it was just a hilarious spin on the song. Of course, we'd both howl with laughter as the song progressed, and the father responsible for rigging up the lights would get angrier and angrier. Fine, you're so smart, you rig up the lights! The fact that something as seemingly joyful as decorating one's house with festive lights could inspire such rage is both humorous, but also a testament to how stressful the holidays can be. Here at Talking Records, we hope you're able to relax this holiday season and enjoy the pleasantries of the simple things. As restrictions on travel and large gatherings force us to maybe forgo a long-standing tradition, maybe it's time to start some new traditions. Do what makes you happy and spend time with those who make you feel good. Remember, it's not the things you buy for people that leave a lasting impression. It's the time you spend with them. All right, throw on some tunes, spike the punch, enjoy the holidays, and remember... That person at the grocery store who wishes you a happy holidays is just trying to be kind and inclusive. There's no war on Christmas, and Hillary Clinton is not trying to sell Christmas to the aliens. All right, play it, Real Big Fish. Whatever you celebrate.